This is the Patchwork Suite, where single musical theme is the common thread in a season of variations. The heart of these variations is the theme we're listening to now, a poetic waltz by Enrique Granados. I'm your Patchwork Suite host, Mary Claire Murphy, and throughout the series, I speak with composers who have graciously written a short work expressly for this podcast. I've asked each composer to draw on both the Granados theme and on a textile they find meaningful. With each new voice we hear, and with each musical sampling, we're building a colorful and diverse patchwork of artistic expression. To the patchwork, we add a wool scarf, tasseled and loosely knit. We'll never fully know whose hands so lovingly knit it, but this is the textile that's woven into Michael Nicht's variation, Prayer. It's kind of got a brindle color to it, where you have different um, different garnishes of brown, white, and gold. The shawl means a lot to me, especially now, uh, because it was knitted by Christian women that I don't even know, and they were like praying for whoever was going to have that prayer shawl. The recipient of the beautiful brindle shawl was just a guy, or so he says. I'm just a guy. I, I grew up in uh, Finneytown. It's a quite diverse neighborhood. I grew up in the, the suburbs of Cincinnati. There in the Queen City, both faith and music blossomed in Michael's life although neither one came easily at first. I grew up at a Presbyterian church. You know, my family took me there, and I kind of was bored of it. I didn't really understand, like, what it all meant. I don't really think I ever really heard, like, the good news, you know. It was just kind of like I was doing it just to do it. I was playing church. But there was a time in my life um, about two years ago where I really felt like I was kind of an outcast and uh, I called out to God on my back porch and he really answered that and he really affirmed me of like who I was and uh, just changed my whole life, really encountered him for the first time. So now from that I've just been very deeply motivated to, to study the Bible, to really figure out what it really means and to also just study like deep into theology and, and learn about, you know, church history and, and all that stuff. So I, I'm really passionate about that now. Like his exploration of theology, Michael's deep dive into music didn't come until later. So my interest in piano, it kind of was, it didn't show up, like, right away. Um, I always had, like, those buds of creativity, but I guess it just kind of took, like, a little bit of life circumstances and just just the things that I've been through to really, like, motivate me to be like, okay, this is actually it. Those circumstances were, in part, cultivated by Michael's family, especially his father, who had initially gone to college for percussion performance and had toured with a band of his own. But here's another, perhaps more surprising, circumstance that precipitated Michael's first piano lessons. I was obsessed with trains when I was a little kid. I, like, knew everything about them, and I always held, like, a like a toy of Thomas the Tank Engine in my right hand. I couldn't go anywhere without it. And like, because I would always hold it in like my hand, I started to have delayed like motor development. And that was actually one of the motivations for my parents to get me to like do piano lessons because they wanted to see me have my fingers, you know, like moving and everything. Um, and just kind of like 
speed up that uh, development. By the time Michael got to high school, playing the piano had become more than an exercise in fine motor skills. It became an integral part of his life, which he then nurtured by attending a local school for creative and performing arts. He's now a piano student at Xavier University in Cincinnati. With piano as his primary instrument, Michael feels very at home composing for solo piano. He's constantly expanding his skill set by writing for a variety of ensembles, but it's the solo piano he chose for his patchwork suite variation to reflect on the nature of prayer. I kind of want to reflect the whole idea of prayer in in that piece because I, I find in my own my own life when I'm praying, I try to be very authentic in in my prayer. But like many times when I'm praying, I often feel like the Spirit of God is like directing me in certain places, which I would normally not go. He might lead me to pray certain things. He might lead me to say certain things. And so it's just like, I kind of wanted to portray that unpredictability in in that piece. And so that's why you kind of see a lot of like unorthodox like chord changes in the piece. Not only did Michael play with unpredictable harmonies, he also furthered that sense of instability through metric alteration, changing the way we feel the pulse. The poetic waltz theme, it's actually, I mean, with the waltz, of course, it's it's in 3-4. Now for this variation, I decided to change the, the meter to 5-8. And so that actually, that required for me to change the theme a little bit. Usually I state like the first line of the theme in different places, but other times I just kind of take the rhythmic, just like the rhythmic ideas you kind of use it to flow, uh, to create a flow throughout the whole the whole thing. Almost like I'm trying to portray a river, um, in a sense. My mom actually, she she told me, um, life is often like a river. Sometimes you don't know where it's going. Sometimes there's rapids. Sometimes there's intersections, and different streams of water hit each other. They meet each other in different places. The first section of prayer lends itself nicely to the pastoral river imagery. But if that part's like a flowing river, the second's more like a gentle brook. In the middle section, it's almost as if you're kind of reflecting on promises. If you look in the Psalms, you know, many times in the Psalms, it's just like, God, where are you? God, I'm dying, or God, I'm suffering, I'm in such pain. And then later in the psalm, you see them reflecting on God's promises. And so it's like, it's almost like you're, you're counseling your own soul. From there, Michael's variation prayer keeps building and building until it can no longer be contained. In the final section, in the reprise, I think of just this anxiety that you didn't think was there and it's growing and growing and growing and you think it's fine but it's not and then you you just break you just break um, and you just let it all out
And then there's a little tag on the end, bringing the original waltz theme full circle and ending with a humorous twist. If you're interested in the technical term, that final chord contains a Picardy third. The third part refers to the third of the chord, which Michael raised slightly to surprise us with a major sounding conclusion in an otherwise minor sounding composition. The etymology of Picardy is largely debated, some saying it relates to the Picardy region of France, others suggesting origins in French phrases or proverbs. But in any case, the Picardy third abounded in the Baroque era. So you may not be surprised to hear that, like many composers before him, Michael's been mining music history, particularly the music of Johann Sebastian Bach. I've started to get a lot more of an appreciation for for Bach. If you really look into his stuff, like it's very, it's already very complicated, already very meticulously crafted. You'll find traits of Bach in Michael's music. For example, dense counterpoint, the interplay of musical lines. When I'm writing my music, sometimes it can just get so dense that you don't even know what's happening. But like with this, like that's kind of the point. It's like sometimes life can get so complicated that you don't even know what's happening. And sometimes you just have to be like, help. And besides that, Michael can relate to Bach as both a musician and a devoted person of faith. Practically every composition that he wrote, he uh, had like a little signature at the end, uh, basically saying SDG Soli Deo Gloria, which means glory to God alone. As much as Bach is of interest to Michael, works of the Russian Romantic composers capture his imagination too. You'll actually see like a, a little bit of Russian influence in the variation I wrote for this. It's particularly inspired by a composer that I've uh, grown to love within the past year. His name's Nikolai Medner. A lot of his music is very, like, very folk, very pastoral. His music is very much inspired by Russian fairy tales. The vibe that, that, that Medner gives, it's very, it's solemn, it's very deep, um, it's very serious. Prayer, likewise, has a musical and personal depth to it that we can now enjoy completely unencumbered as the music speaks for itself.
We've been listening to Prayer, composed and performed by Michael Nicht, who drew creative inspiration from a variety of sources, including his cherished prayer shawl, a poetic waltz by Enrique Granados, and works by some of his favorite classical composers. My sincere thanks to Michael for his contribution and conversation on the Patchwork Suite. To learn more about the podcast or revisit the original Granados theme, queue up the Patchwork Suite Episode 1 and find all subsequent episodes online at wgte.org. Thank you.